On the anniversary of the Bali bombings, we're just taking time to pay tribute to those who have gone through something most of us could not even imagine. And I was fortunate enough to catch up with South Aussie Julian Burton, and he's with us. Good morning, mate. Hi, Ali. How are you? I'm good, but can you believe it's been 20 years since the Bali bombings? Mm, yeah, it's 20 years. That means I've lost more hair and put on a bit more weight. And, <laughs> nah, it's, yeah, it's 20 years. It's come around pretty quick. Yeah. Look, if okay, and it's not too confronting for you, can you remind mm. people of what happened to you and why you're in Bali in the first place? I was part of the Sturt Football Club and we just came off winning the, the premiership, which was a great you know time for the mm. club. So a few of us organised to go away to Bali, end of season football trip to celebrate. And for me personally, I've never been on a football trip before. That was my first one because I was a teacher at the time. And the timing of the holiday trip and the school holidays kind of married up. So we went to Bali and, you know, as all young people do with a view of, you know, having a great time and Mm. spending seven days there and and then coming back and getting back into the swing of life again. And, you know, we arrived in Bali on the 12th and we drove past the Sari Club and said that that's where we're going to go because it was just around the corner from the hotel. And we got there at seven o'clock that night. That's the Sari Club. and. Mm. Yeah, kind of, sadly and unfortunately, you know, it went pear-shaped around about 11 o'clock from my memory. The first explosion happened across the road at Paddy's, which was really sad. And and at the time, we were in the Sari Club. It sounded like a gas bottle exploding. And and then probably five seconds later, from my memory, and this is how I can only account for it, it was just a real big explosion and, you know, life changed for for many people in in a sad way. For me, it was just, you know, I woke up, clearly I was unconscious there for a while. I don't know where I suffered my burns, whether I was burnt when I was you know, from the explosion or when I was burning while I was unconscious. Or I remember when I tried to get out of the Sari Club, it was hot. It was in an inferno. And for me, Ali, I was just, I was just one of the lucky ones. I, I was able to find a way out. And, you know, and 20 years upon your time, you kind of look back on it and just think, yes, I think as, as the longer it goes, you, you start to really reflect thinking how lucky you were. Yeah. So there was 202 people that weren't so lucky. And that's where I probably feel empathy and compassion as the years go on. As you hit your own milestones in life, whether it becomes a father or you get married or you hit milestones, you, you look back and think there's 202 people, especially 88 Australians, that didn't get those opportunities in life. And I think that's where the empathy and compassion comes yeah. into it. And the flow-on effect too, that their families, their friends yeah, didn't yeah. get those those milestones with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're totally right, Ali. It's just, you know, you don't want Bali as a you know major terrorist state to define your life. But at the same time, you, you've got to use it as an experience to, to learn from and to grow from. But that's easy for me to say because I'm here. You know, I, I don't know what it would be like to lose a, a son or a daughter or a or a brother or sister. Julian, uh, you went on, you established a Julian Burton Burns Trust. You became very active in, um, you know, Burns Technology with yeah. uh, Professor John Greenwood at the RA. I mean, we have an incredible Burns unit there. Yeah. Do you ever stop and wonder what your life would have been like if this most horrible of events didn't happen? Sometimes in life things happen and you meet people and you're surrounded by people and I suppose you make choices about how you move forward from that. And I'm not saying it was right or wrong the way that I moved forward. But yeah, I just think, you know, I was very lucky. I came from Bali back to Adelaide. And don't get me wrong, there were times when 
I, I wasn't in a good place, but somehow you have to pick yourself up and move forward. And I was just really in a, in a very fortunate environment to be around Professor John Greenwood and, and Sheila Kavanagh and their team and you know all those people that are still involved at the Royal Adelaide Hospital who looked after me and many others. Most recently, we heard about Umar Patek, who was one of the last mm. of the 2002 Bali bombers to be apprehended, and he was released after serving just half of his sentence. Do you get angry when you hear things I like that? I don't get angry, Ali. I, you know... My heart sinks, you know, because again, I'm, I'm, if if I probably can't say the truth on air, Ali, um, but <laughs> you know, but I believe, you know, if you know, mm. when I say an eye for an eye, that's probably pretty harsh, isn't it? But if I lost a son or a daughter, you know, a family member or something like that, maybe I just think, you know, they should be thrown away for life. To be honest with you, mm. yeah, you know, that's my view. You know, I think it's just. It would be heart-wrenching for those people you know, who lost a son or a daughter. But again, it's really sad that someone does or commits a crime or part of a crime that kills 202 people and they're allowed to go and live their life after 20 years. And there's a mum and dad and families around the world that wake up every day and, and won't get to see that special person mm. in their life. So I think it's pretty unfair. I don't think you're alone in those thoughts, yeah, Julian nah, Burton. Yeah. Um, how old are your kids now? Well, I have five, Ali. Yeah. So I've got a 17-year-old and a 14-year-old and an 8-year-old and a 6-year-old and a 4-year-old. So, you Mate, know, can you get a TV, Julian? Jeepers creepers. How do you talk to them about this? Because obviously it's going to be, it's everywhere today, being the 20th anniversary. Yeah. How do you talk yeah. to them about it? And do they understand Dad's story? Um, I think I think the eldest two, um, they're at a stage there, they're involved. It was actually interesting. Um, I didn't even realise that um, Stan were putting a miniseries out on it. Mm-hmm. And it was on 60 Minutes the other night, and Professor John Greenwood, a dear friend of mine, he was on it, so we watched it. And Max and Archie were, you know, the elder ones. So, you know, we watched it. And it was quite interesting watching that on 60 Minutes. You know, it kind of brought back some memories for me about, all right, that was, you know, yeah, I remember that, or that was pretty graphic and that. And Kay uh, said, oh, what about, you know, Seb watching it? You know, he's coming eight. And and I thought, oh, this is interesting. And and, and we brought him out here because he, he can see Dad's burns. He do ask questions about, you know, what, where are those scars from? So he's a little switched on young lad. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we again, it's more about educating them about what happened to Dad 20 years ago. But more importantly, Kay and I kind of use it as a bit of a life lesson for our children that sometimes in life things can go really wrong and it's how you choose to move on from it. You know, we're very lucky because Dad's still here. But there's, you know, more importantly, Kay and I message to our kids is that there's 202 families around the world that have lost a loved one. And that's, you know, that's what you've got to focus on because then that breeds empathy and compassion for our children, and which is really important. Well, Gillian Burton, to you, to all of those families, to the friends, to the support networks, everybody that was affected so very badly, so challenged on that day 20 years ago, thank you for your time this morning. Thanks, Ali. It's a pleasure to speak to you.